Hey, hey, hey! It's your resident sad boy, Melvin, and welcome to Totes in a Bag! show na hango sa mga thoughts ko habang nakasakay at nag-aabang ng sukle sa UV Express. Um, this is a weird episode because I don't have anyone with me right now. Um, it's just me. You're stuck with me. And this is also the last episode for this run of episodes. No? I've planned only six episodes for this run before you know hypothetically pagdating nung last episode i'll be busy with my other commitments but i also would like to think that this is not the end for this podcast there will be other stuff that will be coming in the future and i really want this to be a taste or Basta ang vision ko for this first six episodes is that siya yung parang introduction ko to the world, the, to this platform na parang who is Melvin? He's interested with, you know, with politics, with music, with movies. Katulad nga nung sabi ko dun sa episode with Carlo last week, sabi ko nga na I really want to cover many bases muna to introduce myself and for me to be known by my audience so yeah and with that thank you for supporting the previous episodes for supporting this episode i also want to thank my friends who joined me for the past five episodes thanks hillary thank you zoe isla Marcos and Carlo, you are really great sports and you've also shared a lot of useful and fun information that I'm really thankful for. So yeah, thank you for joining me in this little project of mine. And syempre to everyone na who's supporting and listening to my voice and uh, kahit na... Uh, due to the constraints that we have due to the quarantine, it, which resulted to issues with audio and all that. Still, thank you so much for, you know, listening. And thank you also for your words of encouragement, words of support, and also your feedback. So, yeah, I really have nothing to say, but yeah, thank you very much. And I hope you all support the future of this project kung ano man maging kalalabasan <laughs> yeah so yeah what are we talking about today let's go to our topic for today women in music 2020 which is you know kita na naman sa title <laughs> um so yeah as we all know 2020 has been a really great year if you're a sociopath or <laughs> if you really hate going outdoors, 2020 is a great year for you. 
and you know with all the terrible shit that's been happening there are a lot of things na really challenged us merong natural disasters freaking pandemic of course diba? and authoritarian leaders so it's been a lot 2020 has been a lot and one of my interests which is movies are super affected by the pandemic kasi hindi na sila makapaglabas ng movies in the cinema so i can't watch new movies except for netflix and other um, online content so yun yun na lang yung new movies na nakikita ko and yeah i hope the movie industry comes back soon but of all the things na super affected by the shit show that is 2020 there's one thing that's been consistently great this year and i can't believe it but the music industry is kicking ass like legit sobrang daming quality albums this year and it's a one two punch na parang every week there's like a new release that's really good and you know ever since the lockdown started diba we had we had the weekends after hours or run the jewels with their RTJ4 album which yung yung album ng run the jewels it's i really suggest that it's If you're really into political hip hop, um this one's for you. It's a really good well-written anthems for protesting especially yung Black Lives Matter movement. There are a lot of great albums this year. And not to say na the music industry wasn't affected. A lot of concerts have been canceled, so yeah. They're still affected, but uh, they they all they're also albums that have been delayed so yun nga we are really all affected by the pandemic but still with the magic of technology and streaming may mga releases pa rin na nakalabas <laughs> may mga releases pa rin na were successfully released through digital means and some of them are really really good and but What I have noticed is that a majority of the albums that I personally enjoyed this year so far are made by women. And in my lifetime, which is not saying much, I have never experienced this myself. Maybe because for the past few years, my taste in music have really changed and expanded. Na... When I was in high school kasi I'm like a really emo kid na I'm so obsessed with uh, emo bands, pop punk bands. That's my type of music and I really had a, an, an aversion towards pop music uh, until mga 2017 siguro and that's when I started expanding, diversifying my music taste. And so with 2020, that's I think this year for my personal taste is the tipping point. Like, nagla-level na yung 
old self ko and my new diversifying <laughs> music taste. So I really want to share with you some of the albums made by women that I've enjoyed this year and what do they imply to me personally and to the music landscape in general. So this this is a number of albums honestly but I really want you guys to check them out and these are suggestions and what I have like what are my thoughts about these albums. So I want to start this group of albums with the album where I got the name of this podcast episode which is Women in Music Part 3 by the Haim Sisters and it is their supposed summer soundtrack uh pero eh, I mean <laughs> hindi siya super naging summer soundtrack kasi parang hindi naman natin feel yung summer but anyways in this album they are working with uh, a former member of Vampire Weekend Rostam but Manglage and the sisters incorporate country and jazz elements with some of their songs like um, Los Angeles and Summer Girl which Summer Girl ended up surprisingly as a bonus track even though it, it is a really good song I really love that song when they released it as a teaser but yeah I'm surprised now it's a bonus track but yeah Los Angeles is also a really good song and this is a new direction for Haim and I love this. I love this direction, honestly. And hindi sila masyadong lumayo dun sa former sound nila with their signature indie rock, pop rock sound. Hindi naman sila lumayo dun. Pero they have incorporated these new elements and also this weird, bizarre character in the album really well with their signature sound and um i really like i really like this album a lot it is sweet sunny weird sometimes and kung naghanap ka ng vibe for long road trips this one album you should really play so yeah hi am women in music part three check it out Special shout out to my top three tracks. Um, one is The Steps, which is, oh my god, the chorus. It's just, oh my god. Um, another is Up From A Dream, which reminded me of Lonerism era Tame Impala. And 3AM, which is about being woken up. Salita ba woken up? Is that a word? being awakened by this 3 a.m. call and I, I relate to that guy in the beginning. <laughs> yung yung naghahanap siya ng dahilan kung paano i-hit up tong person. <laughs> yeah. Just hit the voicemail. Ganun. It's, it's, a, it's a really funny song and it's also incredibly sensual. So yeah. Check this out. Yeah. Next it is the incredibly sad album from Phoebe Bridgers, Punisher, which is, might be, my favorite indie album of the year. This is 
so sad, tear-jerking music. And what I really love about Punisher is that Phoebe's writing isn't necessarily complex. When you look into the lyrics, she's not really using that much of a poetry. But she takes what she needs and just squeezes the most emotions out of such a simple combination of words. It's really amazing. And also, Phoebe's vocals aren't super technical, but she's like acting. And her voice conveys longing, dread, and sadness in complicated relationships, which is, you know, some of the themes um, discussed in the album. And it is really good. She has a punch. This album has a punch. And I really recommend it, especially during a situation of isolation, which is um, really timely right now. Yeah, this is so good. My favorites are the one-two combo of the title track, Punisher, and Halloween. Magkasunod sila dun, and that stretch of time is just so sad. <laughs> and Savior Complex, which is, you know, by the title of the song, says a lot, and it's incredibly introspective. So, but then again, this album is a great one, and when you listen to it from start to finish, it just creates this atmosphere of sadness na you should really try if you're really in the mood for it. So yeah, Phoebe Bridgers, Punisher. So yeah, from one downer of an album, <laughs> we are going to a well-produced disco pop outing from Dua Lipa future nostalgia and even though i have certain reservations with the last two songs good and bad is straight up trash the rest of this album which is 11 tracks is a studied well thought out fusion of modern pop aesthetics and vintage disco which reminded me a lot of carly ray jepsen's Emotion, which is one of my favorite albums ever. So, yeah. What future nostalgia highlights is Dua Lipa's incredible growth. Whether as a vocalist, as a f- performer, she really kicks ass in this album. And the way she hits her high notes in physical, she shows her personality in the opener future nostalgia or in break my heart or in levitating so good and merong messages about women empowerment in this album that i find very surface level and centered on white liberal feminism this is still quite an effort to send a message in a major pop release, which I don't mind. More mainstream releases should do that, in my opinion. So, my absolute favorites are yung nabanggit ko na kanina, which is Levitating, Don't Start Now, which is, even though it's overplayed, 
I still love that bass and pretty please which is really cute so from one disco extravaganza we go to another which is jesse wears what's your pleasure and jesus this album is so thirsty like <laughs> really thirsty <laughs> it has this anyway huge sexual energy that caters to the senses but it doesn't go over and it's not you know raunchy or disgusting but it's really just sensual and it you know tickles the imagination it's really it's really um, (laughs) it's really thirsty and but uh but the production in this album is gorgeous like it is smooth luscious groovy and jesse's voice is so perfect for the vibe that this album is going for like yung bosses ni jesse it's so soft and powerful so yeah and this is like a nighttime parallel to future nostalgia you know, when you're or when you're already tipsy or high or horny, <laughs> I swear this album is perfect for that. So among my favorites are um, Spotlight, which is the first song, and it is a grand opener. I swear, it is epic with five and a half minutes but you know it has this string embellishments and bouncy synths it's it's like it's like a trailer (laughs) it's really good and ooh la la which is also an instant earworm it's so catchy and because of it's you know easygoing lyrics and the really sticky bass line and i also love read my lips which is funky as hell so yes that is jesse wears what's your pleasure go check that out and we go to another major pop release this year which is lady gaga's chromatica who the hell is not talking about (laughs) lady gaga's chromatica um this is gaga's most cohesive album like period and which to me when an album is cohesive, it shows to me that the album is thought out, pinag-isipan, diba? And it really is. Chromatica really is thought out instrumentally and production-wise. And it is really an addictive listen. Like, it just breezes by and, and it's super fun. Um, it knows what it is. Which is a Mad Max post-apocalyptic gay rave music with sweaty people partying <laughs> instead na maghanap ng pagkain or ng tubig, di ba? They, what they're all doing is just to party. And I love it. It's self-aware. And look, even though Gaga's lyrics aren't the best, like, I still cringe at that rain on me, tsunami line. Hindi po galing sa rain ang tsunami, Miss Lady Gaga. But 
uh, instrumentally this is like a really rich tribute to 90s electropop and house like Madonna yung vocoder era ni Cher um, even yung supermodel era ni RuPaul back then and Lady Gaga's talk singing is immaculate like Lady Gaga sure has really great vocals but when she's talk singing she's really good at it and the whole chromatica 2 phase from chroma- from chromatica 2 until replay it's a really good gold mine of electropop and it is also where she tackles toxic relationships and breaking stigmas which is you know another thoughtful theme for a major pop release and also very personal for a dance album and of course your favorite tracks ko dun sila maglaland like 911 replay and enigma which enigma oh my god the vocals i'm speechless so that's lady gaga chromatica if you haven't by any reason whatsoever if you haven't listened to chromatica check that out so continuing our streak of really good pop music is the one and only queen herself carly ray jepsen with her dedicated side b which is a compilation of leftovers from her 2019 album dedicated which is another album i love but unlike emotion side b dedicated side b is in itself an album it has 43 minutes worth of worth of music and i honestly prefer dedicated side b over side a it has a lot more bangers and i don't know i prefer i think it's a matter of preference but yeah i prefer side b over side a and you know with its kick-ass opener this love isn't crazy to the really show-stopping moment nung ano of felt this way stay away combo like it's two same songs with different takes on one topic it's really genius in my opinion and to me that shows na kahit na b-sides lang to Carly Rae Jepsen shows na she really cares for her tracks, for her songs. And she really puts an effort to the songs na she will release and she will let her fans listen to. And that is really sweet of her. I <laughs> I'm a huge Carly Rae Jepsen fan and... Carly's yet to disappoint me ever since Emotion. So yeah. And also, being a mainstream indie darling that she is, I see this era of Carly as another moment na pwedeng mag-influence ng other artists like the Emotion era did. So yeah. Queen Carly. She did it again. Um, my top tracks are Felt This Way, which is, you know, like I said kanina, it's a really good song. The Wonderful. This is what they say. And 
the blissful let's sort the whole thing out which reminded me of you know yung mga old blissful songs and even taylor swift's paper rings yeah so dedicated side b carly ray jepsen check that out up next is the uk-based japanese rising pop star rina sawayama with her debut album sawayama which sir elton john called his album of the year even though he's featured in chromatica <laughs> the shade so yeah after being addicted to rina's self-titled ep she released in 2017 i have been dying to hear a full album from her her ep back in 2017 kung gusto niyo si Christina Aguilera or Britney Spears back then with their pure 2000s diva pop energy this this ep successfully um emulates it and has its own twist to it and it's a really great ep probably one of my favorites last decade and in this album in her first album not only she does kill it again with that style she improves on it and she also adds other elements like alternative metal yes metal and synth pop and this is a really weird album outrageous album for a pop release but it still maintains a mainstream appeal I can still see this album being played over and over um in public so yeah and this also is not short on substance like it tackles complicated relationships brought by cultural differences in the song Chosen Family or how consumerism and overshopping can be a coping mechanism in the song XS smart <laughs> and i see rina as a future superstar and i can't wait i'm just going to be sitting here and wait for that moment when rina sawayama becomes a household name so my favorite tracks are the sweet but metal song stfu the emotional but bouncy akasaka sad and the beautiful paradise which to me medyo tunog jingle for a bank or something but it's still a great song so yeah check that out rina sawayamas sawayama so let's stick to uk um we go from one uk based artist to another and it is in the form of one of the most innovative mainstream artists out there miss charlie xx with her quarantine album how i'm feeling now and after her amazing 2019 album charlie i was just waiting for another taste of charlie xx and she continues to show her knack for an unconventional mix of experimentation and mainstream appeal and it's amazing guys <laughs> and 
continuing her collab- collaborations with producers like A.G. Cook and Dylan Brady of 100 Gecs. This album is as abrasive, weird, and quirky like her previous outings. And, you know, like I said dun sa episode in YouTube with Isla. Yes, um, in case you missed it, there's a YouTube exclusive episode with Isla where we talked about the, uh, the playlist that we made. So you should check that out. This album captures the longing for somebody you miss and the urge to party and, you know, other feelings na we all are going through during this quarantine. And mind you, she she was able to pull this off in a month. That is so amazing. And like I said, I was I was I was stunned by this album after listening to it for the first time. It just captured what I felt on a personal level and it's really good. So you guys should check this out. My fave tracks are the amazing singles Forever and Claws and the fantastic closer Visions which to me yung Visions para siyang ano eh para siyang merong vibe na it's like a rave eh, at the end pero it's like a rave na there's a hint of uncertainty to it like you you don't know when we're going to party but you don't know when we don't know when but we will party soon love this album Charlie XCX how I'm feeling now so but another album that I've mentioned in that special episode with Isla is the surprise uh, fifth album from Fiona Apple Fetch the Bolt Cutters and I, I, I didn't mean surprise na wala siyang pasabi ha bigla lang niyang minove yung release and it's been eight long years since Fiona Apple's The Idler Wheel which is a really great album and now she's back 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 again with a different album this is a really different album and it deviates from her signature indie folk sound in favor of you know piano based percussion heavy dogs barking in the background um kate bush influenced folk pop and i'm living i'm here for it and when i say na percussion heavy i don't mean drums i mean house objects like i don't know spoons kuchara tinidor caldero kung ano man nasa bahay ni miss fiona She used those things as percussion instruments. <laughs> yeah. And this is so full of personality and quirky. I this this is the type of music I love. And you know, like the title of the album suggests, this album isn't also short on substance kasi it also tries to tackle the theme of freedom personal freedom and the lyrics on this album are really in your face antagonistic and self-gratifying na parabang 
um, Fiona's over something and she just want to get the fuck out and think of herself and what she wants to do this time. So yeah, this is about personal freedom and breaking the chains. So yeah. And although the aesthetic of the album is very isolated, which is, you know, perfect for quarantine, honestly, its core, which is about freedom, is against the the aesthetic that it has. It's it, it's not it's not completely, you know, intersecting. Pero somehow it's perfect for its themes. Honestly, in my opinion, this might be a contender for album of the year for my personal taste. So, yeah. But I don't know about you guys if you check this out and if you will love this, but I just love it a lot. And if I have to choose my favorite tracks from this album, even though it's completely pointless, um, those would be Shamika, which, you know, it's super cute and quirky. Um, another song would be Under the Table, which is about a dinner party gone wrong. I won't shut up. I won't shut up. And Newspaper, which is super engaging, even though it is five and a half minutes long. So yeah, it's a great one. So please don't miss it. And you know, as every album that I mentioned in here anyway. So yeah, Fiona Apple, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Yes. So that is... Ilang album na ba yun? That's 10 albums. And we still have some albums to go. Moving on, we have another album that talks about personal freedom and that is in the form of YouTube sensation Poppy's third album I disagree backstory no first album ni Poppy Poppy Computer it was fine it was cute it was centered on her weird internet character her second album though, medyo nagpapakita na yung real Poppy. Meron ng glimpses of the real Poppy in her second album, Amaya Girl. And it also, you know, touches upon topics like existential crisis and environmental crisis. So, and it also has this, two-thirds of it have this synth-pop flair. Pero yung last third, yung last set of songs takes a weird turn to new metal and which went surprisingly well it's it's really good new metal and now in this third album and i disagree she goes on full metal like the whole album is and she also finally reveals herself and this is the perfect aesthetic to accompany her aggressions as she reveals what she truly feels. Because Poppy had this controversy with her former collaborator, Titanic Sinclair, who was accused of copyright infringement and emotional and physical abuse by Mars Argo, which is another YouTube superstar na uh, inalagaan ni Titanic Sinclair and Poppy a few years back defended Titanic Sinclair of the copyright infringement kasi sabi ni Mars Argo in her lawsuit Poppy and Mars Argo are super similar 
So, yeah. Poppy defended Titanic Sinclair, but after they broke off a few years ago, Poppy retracted her defense and she just lashed out on this album. And she now has a new label. She is having a having creative control and while she's still sporting that cute poppy voice she is surrounded by sinister guitar riffs and blazing drums so this album is really campy it's also fun but it doesn't shy away from open declarations of freedom from the men that controlled her career So yeah, as she says, you can be anyone you want to be. So yeah, I love this album. And I'm interested to see what Poppy does next. Because I'm not sure if she's stick with this sound forever. So my fave tracks are the incredibly sticky title track, I Disagree. The abrasive and noisy Blood Money. And Fill the Crown, which is what would happen if blissful sunshine electro pop and hellish heavy metal are happily married and had a baby so yeah poppy i disagree check me out so that was released earlier this year and another early pre-lockdown release that got caught in my radar is probably my favorite k-pop release this year so far and that is Luna's Hash EP. I know it's an EP, but in just 17 minutes, Luna throws us some of the most incredible bangers I have heard all year. You know, I, I know it's not the only good K-pop release this year. It's E, of course. But <laughs> Luna's really great in this EP. From its intriguing intro na very bombastic and so what? which is so kick-ass to its sweet closer 365 this is a collection of well-produced and amazingly performed k-pop that you shouldn't miss uh, my fave tracks are the triple threat of so what number one and oh yes i am so go check that out and take a break from blackpink or monster for a second listen to luna's hash ep so yeah up next is my favorite r&b album of the year so far and that is chloe and holly's ungodly hour i have yet to see a day where i wouldn't play this album ever since it was released like hindi ko pa siya hindi pinapakinggan because it's really, 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 really good. Unlike Chilombo by Janae Aiko, the array of influences that Chloe and Holly pull from, like 60s soul and 90s diva R&B, you know, Destiny's Child, DLC, are so well integrated and studied that it shows diversity without being all over the place. Sorry, Jane Aiko. Unlike, you know, some other albums like Kelani's new release, the aesthetic of this album is engaging. 
and it does not get stale after a few more listens that it shows cohesiveness without watering down into a motif or simply a vibe which you know in my opinion i found Kelani's album to be fine incredibly fine in my first listen but it's not replayable for me like nagwater down talaga yung album to me to a vibe like just a vibe and that's it and unlike Tiana Taylor's the album it's all killer and no filler at 37 fun minutes I'm not saying that I didn't like Chilombo and Galani's album. I still think that they're worthwhile albums, but I'm sorry, Tiana. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I just think that this is the best R&B that I have heard this year. And songs like Forgive Me, Do It, Ungodly Hour, they show that Chloe and Halle can be emotional, fun, sensual all at the same time and they just shown that they are a force to be reckoned with in the R&B scene and I'm excited to see what they do next um my fave tracks if I had to choose are Tipsy which yung verses ng Tipsy are so fun with this super fun melody it still tickles my eardrums um Another song is Busy Boy which has a really sticky chorus. Busy boy, busy busy boy. And is a certified hold down grinding anthem, I swear. And the immaculate, heavenly, angelic, godly Mama Mary. Don't make it harder on me. It's uh I can't. Chloe <laughs> and Holly and Golly Hour. So moving on, we have two albums left. Um, first we have the intimate and gorgeous "Song for Our Daughter" by British singer-songwriter Laura Marling. If you are into um beautiful guitar-based songs, this is for you, and. Laura dedicates this to an imaginary daughter and this album is full of really thoughtful songs. All the teachings and lessons she wants her imaginary daughter to learn, you know, snippets of different stories that Laura sees as important for her child. And they are a hefty mix of bittersweet songs thematically. Pero on the instrumental side, on the production side, the musical arrangements here really shine for me. Like, it is raw, simple, intimate, lush. And Laura's voice is like a warm hug, which we all need. And that's all I can say about this album. Aside from it being like a psychotherapy session, but in song form. So it's a sad album, but unlike um, yung Punisher ni Phoebe Bridgers, which I mentioned earlier, song for our daughter delves into the sadness, 
but is also comforting, warm, and fuzzy. So, this is one of my go-to records, honestly, for easygoing listens when I want to lay back a bit and take a rest. So, yeah. My fave tracks are the opener, Alexandra. The title track, Song for Our Daughter, which, you know, sees Laura talking to her quote-unquote daughter about sexism and other stuff. And the, the end of the affair, which is incredibly real, sad, and direct. You know, as the title suggests, the end of the affair. It's about an end of an affair. So... I might be underselling this album, but it's one of my genuine favorites this year. And check this out. It's amazing. Song for our daughter, Laura Marling. So yeah. Last but not least is my girl, Haley Williams of Paramore fame. With her debut solo album, Petals for Armor. Which is a straight up 90s Bjork 2000s Radiohead worship. If I have ever seen one, and in its first leg, as well as new wave revivalism in its later songs. Even though super obvious yung mga references ni Haley in this album, it's just so well executed, and her songwriting topics are the most mature that I have seen her hands get involved with, including her work in Paramore. And sure, this album isn't as conceptual as After Laughter. I still love After Laughter more than this album. Or it's still not as conceptual as, say, Song for Our Daughter or other albums that I mentioned. Petals for Armor still is a great example of why Haley Williams is a great vocalist and how she actually has a great taste when it comes to picking her musical influences. So yeah, her voice, it goes through the roof with her vocal shrieks in songs like Sudden Desire, or it also shows how playful she can be on songs like Cinnamon, which is one of my favorite tracks because of its weird instrumentals and vocal processing. Um, I find those endearing. Even though I find the song quite underwritten, legit, puro. It's, it's fun, it's fun. I still enjoy a good, fun, danceable, weird jam. I also love tracks like Over Yet, which is pure, fast-paced, new wave revivalism, and Pure Love which has this slick bass line and you're just hit by this chorus na very blissful. So yeah, those are the albums that I love made by women this year. 2020, in the year of the disasters. <laughs> so what does this tell me personally? I think the themes that these albums are trying to tackle are really relevant to these times. You know, we have albums that talk about the quarantine, for example, like Charlie XCX. But not only that, their struggles that, you know, I can't fully understand as a 
male presenting person uh, but by my understanding these themes of personal freedom are not only relevant on a quarantine setup but also on a social setup in general you know being freed from the chains that you really wanted to be off of or you know be in control of yourself and i love those messages it's one of those things now we should be promoting in this time because we are really in a tipping point in history and having records like these are reflective of what we're going through right now whether it whether it be on the pandemic scale or the governments that we're facing worldwide so yeah and i think that that's also you know its effect on the current music landscape now i hope more pop releases more mainstream releases won't be afraid to tackle issues i am so thankful for these artists and other artists then and i didn't mention in this um list for the great music and for being active creatively like charlie or just saving our mental statuses at this time we really needed good music and they delivered and i'm thankful for that so yeah that's it for this list of albums um how about you guys what what are your favorite albums whether made by women or not what are your favorite albums this year so far if you're in youtube comment that down below or you can interact with me on twitter and instagram just go ahead so we are now ending this podcast episode i don't i don't know what to say honestly but thank you so much again for supporting the first cycle of episodes of totes in a bag and i can't wait for you guys to listen to hear my next run of episodes i am hoping that it would be a totally different take i don't want you guys to assume that the next cycle of episodes would be the same as this one because i really want it to be completely different because i really want to change things up for myself yes but again thank you so much for listening i'm and i will be still active on twitter or on instagram so follow me there at totes in a bag and probably in between the two cycles the youtube channel will also have more exclusive content so tune in for that but then again till next time this is your resident sad boy melvin and this has been totes in a bag thank you so much uh and goodbye